Thanks for joining me for another episode of Business School. I'm your host, James Phillip. I am a serial entrepreneur and angel investor that founded Heavy Hitter Holdings, where I have more than a dozen different companies and brands under management. You can follow me on Instagram or YouTube at jamesphillip313 or download these podcasts anywhere they're available. With that being said, let's jump on in. You know, I saw the news come across this morning about Art Van closing down uh, something like 300 locations. And to be honest, it wasn't really a surprise. I probably was in Art Van once a couple years ago. And that's probably about it. So when I saw them, or when I saw the news come across, I'm like, all right, that's, this isn't the most surprising thing on the planet. If you ever shopped at Art Van, you know, the first thing that will drive you nuts is their salespeople. And never quite, I understood why they did that type of uh, program. I'm sure they thought, having salespeople on the floor and pushing things were was the best idea. And at, at a time, I think that worked 20 years ago. In this world, people don't want to negotiate anymore. If you think about anything, if people don't want to answer the phone. They don't want to have phone conversations. They want to text. They don't want to go to the car dealership and buy a car face-to-face. They want to buy the car online. It's the same car at the same lot at the same dealer. It's just they'd rather do it through email and that type of stuff, then they go in person and try to negotiate things. It's like they want the quote unquote internet price where they don't have to go in and haggle and, and deal with all that drama. So knowing that that was our van, I, I, I think about everyone I've ever known that went there to shop. They hated this, the way they did sales. So you can look at these stores they have. They're these gigantic stores and you know, they have to, they're massive showrooms. So you got to think about just what are those buildings costing them? They got all these salespeople on the floor. I, I believe they're paying commissions. Very big operation. And I noticed they started to expand. They built one by my house here, um, you know, within the last year, year and a half. You know, another gigantic store staffed with a bunch of people. And the issue is you started seeing all these other like mattress places pop up, for example. There's, you know mattress places all up and down my road now and that kind of took away from the mattress game so you see our van losing sales there and then you got people that are procuring furniture in other places now they're they're going to pottery barn they're going to restoration hardware i mean i just bought a restoration hardware couch for example and never crossed my mind to even go to art van because like a lot of it says merchandising at the end of the day too the stuff that I want to buy, I just don't see at Art Van. Just from a style perspective, I feel in Michigan anyways, a lot of the Art Van stuff was more appropriate for, you know, that stuff that I see like 60-year-olds buying. You know, I'm, I'm not 60 and there's a, there's a big delta when it comes to style and things are changing and I'm not sure Art Van changed. And it's hard for them to change because they had these massive stores and, you know, they probably needed to shrink down and carry different stuff that had, that should have been the plan, but it sounds like they got in a bunch of debt. I'm, I think they might've been part of a private equity group and if they were part of a private equity group. You know, I've seen that go south so many times Well, I've seen some PE guys go out and crush it. I've seen a lot of PE people just go and screw things up and you know, it's, it's that, you know, I got a conversation, you know, not too long ago about this. It's, there's a guy that like made a bunch of money on wall street. And he decides to go into private equity and he wants to start, 
you know, turning companies around and whatnot. And, you know, what you realize is those people are often pretty good or great at their job, say in Wall Street, but it doesn't mean that they're going to be the, the best business operators in the world. So, you know, I knew CFOs, for example, that were great at running money, brilliant, savvy people, but they couldn't make a good personal finance decision to save their life. Um, or they made other bad decisions in life, but as their function as a CFO, they did wonderful. But when they got outside that bucket, they did really bad. So sometimes I see the PE people do that where they think because they have a bunch of money or they raised a bunch of money that they're great at everything. They go by these companies and it's like they can't save them or they actually end up, you know, spending a bunch of money just to run them into the ground. So not a hundred percent sure that's what happened here, but it's possible. Like, you know, you see in rapid expansion that money had to be coming from somewhere, um, probably taking out a bunch of debt, thinking that they had to, you know, over expand and try to compete with all these new shops popping up, but you don't see a tremendous amount of like furniture places popping up. It's, it's mattress shops and that type of thing. So while I know people are buying furniture online, like, you know, when I bought my restoration hardware couch, there's no way in hell I'm going to buy a couch without sitting on it, for example. So I know there's people out there buying stuff from Wayfair, you know, they're, in a certain budget they're looking for colors and styles and they just order it. But you know, couches are really subjective when you sit on them. I, I would have to sit on something and see it in person before I, I want to spend that kind of money. So you can't say that like the showroom is killing art van, you know, cause restoration hardware and pottery burn, for example, they're showrooming They're They're putting the stuff on display. You're going and checking it out and then you order it. And you know, maybe art van was just trying to carry too much stock. They had so much inventory because they had, man, they had everything, right? Every piece of furniture in your house, knickknacks, coffee tables, you know, chairs, dining room tables, like the amount of inventory they had to carry had to be crazy. And in our world anyways, you know, we always want things right now. And for me anyways, most of the things I want are usually not stocked. Like electronics, Best Buy usually doesn't have what I want. I usually have to end up ordering it, unfortunately. And I think a lot of that, for me anyways, happens with furniture or anything I want. It's the local store is just not going to stock it. So I'm going to order it online. And I think that's where Artvang maybe got in the pinch too, because they just weren't merchandising. They had so much space that they probably could have carried a lot of new things. I don't think they really adapted with where, where the world was going. Um, I think I went there to look at mattresses at one time and they didn't have as many mattresses as I thought they would. And they actually had their own brand of like a sleep retail. I forgot the name of it, but it gives you an impression that they'd have a boatload of mattresses. It just seems like a lot of things just went wrong and now they're closing down and liquidating 300 stores. And I think it's probably surprising to a lot of people, but it's just not that surprising. The The world's changing. Artvan is the equivalent to say Macy's, you know, the, the big department stores are hurting because a lot of the core brands that they use to stock, those brands are selling on their own websites or, or worse off, they're creating their own stores. Like if you wanted a Canada goose, you had to go to an apartment store or order it online. And then you see Canada goose open like a flagship store on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. So if I want a Canada goose, which I don't, I would just go to the Canada goose store. I, I don't think I would go to a big department store for that. And you know, people are going to other places to buy their furniture. Now they don't need art van. You know, Art Artvan is just a, a big department store that they're not selling Artvan furniture, right? They're only selling other people's stuff. And that's what happened. That's what's happening to all the big department stores that it, they're struggling. They're not really selling anything they create. They're just 
facilitating the transaction because they're carrying other people's products. And I think that's a tough spot to be in when you see so many brands just opening their own stores and trying to push their own online sales. It's, you know, now if you're a department store, you got to compete with the store that's right down in the same mall sometimes, right? You know, you got a store right down the, down the mall, you got to compete with them and online sales. So not the best place to be in. It's, it seems like the best route right now is to have your own brand and your own storefront and showroom and just order stuff. And you know, that does take away from the people that want to buy a couch right now, but you know, it seems like that's not working. You can't the showrooming and buy it now and take it home today. Things just, it's not working, whether it's a merchandising issue, um, carrying too much inventory, who knows it's, it's just not working. And you see Nordstrom and Saks and even Neiman, like they're all trying to shift and, you know, switch it up to try to survive. But they carry a lot of smaller one-off boutique kind of brands and you know a lot of the stuff that they're carrying just doesn't have a, they're not going to have a storefront unless they blow up and you know granted every furniture manufacturer that art van has probably isn't going to have their own storefront the flip side to that art van's probably carrying a whole bunch of furniture that nobody wants and i think that's that, that the very root of it all that's the issue it's i got a massive store that is not merchandising it correctly to give the market what it wants as it's changing on top of it. You're also known for sales practices that people in this world don't enjoy. I don't think anyone ever enjoyed it. There's a handful of people that enjoyed going out and haggling and arguing to feel like they got the best deal. Most people don't enjoy that. So, you know, a bunch of compound screw ups on the brand, right? Over expansion, too much debt. You know, you didn't change your sales force. You should have, you know, made things as easier to buy online with a quote unquote, you know, best deal type of price, eliminated that, that workforce of salespeople that no one liked, you know, try to build new stores that had smaller footprints at some point, get out of these leases of these massive buildings, merchandise, right? You know, they could probably shrink the foot, put, footprint in half. And if you merchandise it right, you wouldn't even need half that room anymore because you got a whole bunch of stuff that's not really selling any volume. On top of it, you're probably stocking a whole bunch of this furniture in your warehouse that your inventory turn sucks. It's like, how often are you turning over that inventory? You're probably turning over like 20% of your inventory pretty often. And then you got 80% just stacking up. And then it goes to the, you know, the closeout center, which you got, you got to eat up square, square feet for the closeout center. And then you're probably losing money on that stuff. Plus you, you had to, when you spend money on inventory and it sits on the shelf, you tie money up. So how much money does Art Van have tied up in furniture they can't sell? That money could have been put to better use, such as, you know, buying more stuff that people actually want to buy. It's what I call t-shirt theory. You know, I knew someone that owned a retail store and they had these racks full of stuff that people didn't want to buy. And I'm like, just sell that stuff and get it out of here. And they're like, well, you know, I'm gonna lose money. I'm gonna break even. I'm like, but you're losing money every time a customer walks in and doesn't buy something. So. If you could have had a rack of shirts that people would buy, then you could put another shirt back in that slot that someone's gonna buy. And then when that one's gone, you could put a shirt back in that slot that someone's gonna buy. And they were so caught up on like keeping this rack of stuff and losing money on, but I'm like, you're losing money because you don't have money to go buy more inventory of, of things people wanna buy. You could be turning inventory over much faster if you would just get rid of this stuff. But you know, they were so caught up with the amount of money that they spent on the products on the shelves that they couldn't see that it was holding them back because it's a rack of stuff that's 
tied up with money that no one's buying and you could have sold three racks worth of clothes that people wanted to buy if you would get rid of that stuff and put things on the rack that people wanted to buy and then replenish it. I think it's the same issue that happened with Art Van. It's you're sitting on a bunch of inventory that people aren't buying. Your stores are merchandised wrong. It just, it wasn't that surprising, but when you see them building new stores and stuff, you probably saw the news and you're like, wow, how'd they go out of business? And, you know, I just gave you, you know, three, four five things that told you there was issues with this business right now. The good news is they're going to go, you know, people in the areas are going to hopefully be able to go pick up some liquidated furniture at good prices. It's going to open up room in the market for someone else to come in now. Like now is probably a good time to do everything right that they were doing wrong. Now's the time to open up a small footprint furniture store and you need to merchandise it correctly, get rid of the sales force, have, you know, one-stop best deal type pricing, let them come in and see it in person. If they want to buy it online, let them buy it online. There's all these things that you could do differently that, you know, you don't have to deal with, you know, Ardvan had all that debt. They had a tremendous amount of leases that they had just tied up that they you know, they couldn't get out of, right? All that inventory, all that workforce, it's, you know, so, whoever was buying furniture at those 300 locations, they're still going to buy furniture. They're just going to go somewhere else now. And that is opportunity. So it's not always a negative thing when a company goes out of business. You're going to watch this 300 plus store enterprise go out and you're going to watch some new people spring up. And, you know, to me, that's capitalism. That's if you're an entrepreneur, this is a positive thing. It's time to move quick. And, you know, now maybe a new art van emerges that is better with technology, that just figures out what the customers want better, that they're going to merchandise better. It's so many things they could have done better. And if you're an entrepreneur out there and you're looking to start a business right now, wherever there is a high density of art vans, people are still going to need to buy furniture. So, you know, now's a good time to go make a move and set up shop. It's uh no better time than the present, but that's all I got on the Ardvan thought. Uh, if you got complaints about Ardvan or things that you felt were wrong, hit me up on a DM on Instagram. I'm curious to see uh, what your thoughts are, what went wrong with their enterprise. Um, I might do a follow-up episode and include some of your comments. If you like podcasts in general, make sure you check out my show, Lyrically Provoked. It is now in 83 countries. It has blew up in the last 60 days, looking at a half a million streams in the first six months and over a million streams in uh, 2020 so by far my most popular podcast and uh also check out live hard with my co-host kane carpenter um long format show different philosophies on life and success but naturally listening to my business show hit subscribe download these on apple podcast spotify and all that good stuff but that's all i got for now i'm gonna catch you on the next one